When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Or fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, score! Ray Bork. Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Lindland. Fired it down and Whitmore blew it. He bounces down to Bergeron. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over the Rossi gets loose and Bergeron scores. Patrice Bergeron. Hello, everyone's fans, and welcome back for episode 17 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is the rough and tough Stan Jonathan edition. I'm your host, Mark Arad, and joining me religiously every week is my co-host from the beer drinker capital of the world, England, Mr. Rob Tomlin. How you doing, Rob? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, how was your game? My, my game was good, yeah. Big we win? Won. Yeah, after a couple of losses, we finally get a win back, and it it was a good game. So nice! Congratulations to you and your team. Cheers, buddy. Uh, we've had a good weekend. Seen it's been the draft as usual. So I'm wicked, yeah. I'm wicked pumped to talk about the draft, and I'm even more excited to have a guest. After 16 weeks of the podcast, we finally figured out how to bring a guest on, and I'm really excited to welcome Andrew Thompson who is the contributor and editor of thecausewaycrowd.com, which is a very popular Bruins outlet, uh, and he's part of the Fansided Network. Andrew, welcome to the show, bud. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Excellent. Um, I've been, we've been talking for weeks. I know you're a busy guy with, uh, with, the, with the column, and um, you're a head chef at a, at a very nice restaurant in the Providence area. Am I correct? I wouldn't go that far. Very nice, but it does the job. It's a nice place to work. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, no, we appreciate you taking some time out of the, out of your busy schedule and uh, joining us today. Well, thank you very much for ha- for you both having me. Excellent, excellent. So, 
Um, first and foremost, I just, I, I, you know, we're going to talk about some of the Bruins news that happened uh, recently. There's not much, but there's, there is enough to talk about. But I, I really want to jump right into uh, the, the events uh, of this weekend in the National Hockey League entry draft from Buffalo, New York. Uh, the Bruins, uh, they had seven selections in this draft, but they walked away with six. Um, yep. So I... I just want to go and start off with uh, like the first, the first selections, and yep. then and just talk about you know get everybody's opinion on on um, on you know if it was a good or if it was a bad pick or you see upside or downside in each in each uh, person. But um, we'll just go from there. Is that good? Yep. Sweet. Good we make. All right. So in round one, with the 14th pick, the Bruins selected Charlie Mac- Charles McAvoy. Uh, he's a Long Beach, New York native. He's an 18-year-old. He shoots right. He's six feet tall, 207 pounds. He plays for uh, NCAA Boston University. Last year was his freshman year in the 2015-16 season. He played 37 games. He scored three goals, 22 assists, and tallied 25 points. And he is ranked by the NHL Central Scouting for North American skaters at number six. I, me personally, I actually had uh, another choice. You guys both know that I had Dante Fabro. Yeah. But I am I am solid on this pick too. Uh, this was if 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 Fabro wasn't chosen, this was my next guy. And. Yeah. I, well, with McAvoy, I think it was more the solid pick to take at that time. With the guys that were there, I, I, I saw a lot of Bruins fans saying, why didn't you cha- uh, take Jacob Chicharin, is it? Chicharin, yep. Uh, yeah, Chicharin. But we don't we don't need a left-handed defenseman. We need a right-handed defenseman that we can mould. And McAvoy was the guy to take at that spot. That was my motivation for picking McAvoy, and I've been screaming about this kid since uh, January, February. Yeah, I've 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 been doing a lot of uh, reading up on him on the when the uh, the midterm central scouting uh, ranks came out, and he was still a high defenseman. Um, but there's there's some good upside to him. I really like the fact is that he's chosen, and he went. He's going to Boston University. Uh, I'm a I'm a firm believer of um, of scouting, and if you can scout w- w- in your neighborhood, which that's just perfect. That just that just sold me right there. Yeah, and the fans can watch him play. Exactly. So he's not he's not one of them guys who's either going to be across the pond in somewhere like Sweden. He's not going to be across the country in a different place. He's going to be down the road at Boston Uni. So. I think that's the best thing to do with, especially if if you've picked him to be like the cornerstone, right-handed defenseman that's going to be on your top pairing in the future. The fact that fans can go and watch him is the best thing. Agreed. Andrew, your thoughts? I like the kid. I think he will be the next Dougie Hamilton, with hopefully without the issues, or <laughs> be the next Johnny Boychuk without the management issues. I'm I like the kid overall. I thought he'd be the best possible defenseman that we could drag in maybe as soon as one or two years down the road. Now, I'd like to see the kid get his education, no doubt, but we need a defenseman pretty quickly, and unless 
Don Sweeney has a little miracle surprise for us between now and September, it's going to get kind of ugly those first couple of months, especially with Krug out and no more Zach Trotman. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, he, uh, McAvoy is the type of player that is going to probably, and like you said, education is always good. Uh, he see, he sounds like a player that would want to like go the road of um, of a Matt Grizzlick and 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 you know fulfill his his college obligation. So yeah, he's a he's a big fan of Boston Uni. So the fact that he's there, he, he's going to stick there till the end. I think he's not, he's not going to want to leave until he's twenty. So. Right. I'm just hoping the fans get over that silly little tweet he did three years ago about saying how much he oh, hated the Bruins. Oh, I, I know, I know. I I, can't, I threw that one out there as a as a uh, like a fishing like some bait, and boy, did people jump on that. And several large local halibut went for the bait. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> I, I know. Me and Andrew had to inform some people in a couple of the Boston groups that that was a tweet during the New York Rangers series of the playoffs. Yeah, it was 2013. It wasn't like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, that's something you don't do is you get drafted by a, an original six team and immediately say you hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'd seen pictures with the timestamp taken out of that tweet. Oh, really? To Yeah, to try and cause a bit of oh. fuss. Controversy, like they, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. They, they added everything to it, so... It's just take him as he is. He's a fresh prospect. He's not. He, he came into the uh, to do his interviews, and he was asked something by uh, I can't remember which guy asked him the question. But he actually had a bit of fun with him about the fact that he asked, "Do you still hate Boston?" <laughs> and he had a bit of fun with it. So the fact that he can have a bit of fun and he doesn't take everything to heart—that's a good thing to have in him. Right. Exactly. Especially with the Boston media, who, if you do something on the wrong day, will eat you alive for oh, yeah. of your career. Oh, absolutely. Probably, probably the worst media to have around a, a child, yeah. well, a teenager who's been developed. Yeah, the Boston media are going to eat people alive if they uh, go the wrong way. So not, not as bad as the Toronto media, but very well, close. I don't know. The t some of the Toronto media are funny with the way they do stuff. So, but <laughs> Boston's very serious about its sports. Oh, absolutely. If you if you do something to annoy anyone who is involved in media around Boston, you're gonna see some hate. So, yeah. All right. So moving on, we're still uh, still in this in the first round, but we're moving to the 29th pick, which is the San Jose pick. For the Martin Jones trade, and the Bruins, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should just save all my my frustration for the end. But uh, they went completely off the board uh, with uh, the the selection of Sender Fred Frederick. He's uh, he's from St. Louis, Missouri. He's an 18 year old. He shoots left. He's six two, two hundred three pounds. He played for the U.S. National Under-18 team last year, last season. He played in 61 games, decent numbers. He's got 20 goals, 20 assists, 40 points, uh, and he was ranked 47th by the Central uh, National Hockey League Central Scouting ranking. Uh, and I love this pick. Yeah, do you like this pick? Yeah, I love. I, I actually love this pick. All right, he's um, he's he's also committed to the University of Wisconsin next season. 
as a freshman. So, all right, and, um, go for it, Rob. This everyone has been screaming for the Bruins to get bigger. This is the guy you want. Six foot two, two hundred and three pounds, at eighteen year old. It, just go and watch his game tape. Search his name on YouTube and go and watch his game tape. This guy is the guy who's going to go into the corners, four-check hard, can score, can put up points. He is going to be amazing for the Bruins, I think. I think he's going to be one of them guys. Everyone's been saying, oh, he's a third-liner at best. I, I don't know. This guy can play centre. He can play either wing. He's just an absolute tank on the ice. I don't see anyone really knocking him over. He's He's got really good balance on his skates. I think he's going to be somewhat really good for us. I completely agree here. A lot of people put him down as a Chris Kelly type. But a lot of people go, oh, Chris Kelly's the million dollar contract. Yes, I think we can all agree Chris Kelly got overpaid. But Kelly is amazing as a penalty killer. He's amazing as a support player. He's amazing. He Well, he's solid as secondary secondary support. This is the kind of kid who will grow into not only that kind of role, but be able to be hitting people like Matt Bolesky and, I dare say, Milan Lucic five years ago. I think he was a solid pick. Now, Don Sweeney does like, hey, let's pick a third rounder and really mess it up for everybody. It's the second year in a row he's done it, but... I think he's. Got, I think he sees something that a lot of the Boston people aren't seeing today. They may see it two years from now, or maybe four years from now, but he will turn into a long-term developmental player. That's my two cents. The uh, for me, I I, uh, I I don't have the the list that I was that uh, um, I was like. I mean, if I was if I was going to the podium, he would not be my pick, and I don't have anything to back me up in front of me because I've been slacking today. But um, I, I have I did watch game tape after his selection uh, of the uh, uh, U.S. national development team that he played on in his highlights last year, and I, I've got to tell you I'm impressed. But um, I just I don't see why they go completely, you know, in, in certain directions with these with these selections. I mean, there's a there's a reason why there's so many evaluation tools out there that say you know there's 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 a group of people that give you a ranking and so on but i i don't see why the bruins go off of that on on a lot of occasions can i just say with this pick you can start to see what sweeney's doing with how he's drafting and that is he's this this guy's basically plays center most of his time but you look at how he's drafted and brought in free agents, and you can start to see how he's going to see this team in the next five to ten years. You, you look at it, you've got you got Ryan Spooner down the middle, and I'm talking by this time Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci are on the way out. You've got Ryan Spooner, you've got Austin Zarnick, you've got uh, Trent Frederick now, you've got Nola Chari. All these guys are going to be getting to their prime around 29 years old. So, when you look at who they're picking and the positions they're picking them in and how that actual player plays, you can start to see how he wants to build this team. And to me, it looks like he's doing it the right way of having two lines of offensive skill up top 
then he's going to have third and fourth line. Your third line's going to be more power forward type hitting guys, and then your fourth line's going to be more penalty killing guys. So and it's good. It's good to see him picking this way instead of just going. Oh well, we need a left wing scoring forward now or a right wing scoring forward now. So let's pick him. But then you realise that five years down the line, some of the guys that you've got in the organisation are going to be in the same position they are and fighting for roster spots. So why do that? Why not pick players who you don't have in your system? Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you do you think that this is the way that any... I mean, there's not a lot of general managers out there that started off on a player, a player development director. You know what I mean? So yeah. do you think that this is, a, this is something that that Sweeney's doing because of his background with younger players to build yeah, to build he's... a franchise for the you know a stronger franchise for the future and to replenish the and what I call a depleting depth core. Yeah, because if you if you look at the way he's doing it, like I said, he's he's building that team ten years ahead of time, or probably not ten years, but like f- between five to ten years ahead of time, he's building that team that's going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. He's bringing in guys like McAvoy for that right-hand side. He's bringing in other guys who he sees that will be able to develop. So I think he's doing it well. And look at Sweeney. He's not just doing it from a player standpoint, but look how the direction has changed the front office. You bring over your head of player development to an assistant coaching spot, and then you promote the province Bruins uh, coach who spent a lot of time with these young kids, and now you're making him an assistant in Boston for... One, I think, to continue the developmental track, and two, in case if this season blows up in everyone's faces, they'll have a ready-made head coach to replace Claude Julian mid-season. Yeah, and when you when you do replace Claude Julian, that's when people know that we're going to be in a basically a rebuild state. I don't mean a rebuild state by trading everyone off for picks and getting the best available players. I mean by basically putting a band-aid around your team for the next five years still competing, still maybe making the playoffs, but getting ready for that time where your players that are in development are starting to come into the team. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to build through free agency, probably not trade away. Like, we saw it this weekend, he was asked for both first-round picks and Pasternak. Why would you do that for one defenseman? Right. When, right. when you want Pasternak as your future like top six scoring winger you've got two first round picks one of them where you've picked up a right handed defenseman who's known to be kind of like Shattenkirk also said that he's a Drew Dowdy type player and then you've you've also picked up your sentiment as well so ironically if you look at the skill set that uh, the skill set that he brings he's kind of a lot like P.K. Subban the good part of P.K. and Subban's yeah. game, not the crappy, floppy, whatever you want to call it game. Yeah, not the diving part. It's more the hard work on and off the ice, always trying to win. That That's what he wants to do. He wants to win, so... I, I'm I'm happy with both first-round selections. I'm, I think they were the... They weren't... With Trent Frederick, he wasn't the best person available, but he was the best person available for the spot that they wanted to fill. 
But in my opinion, and, and, and I know I get this from a lot of other, you know, hockey personalities that are, are way above my pay grade, but um, this, was a, this was not a positional draft. This was a best available draft. Yeah, maybe to other, other GMs, but like I said, if he's wanting to build this team, like I said, five to ten years in the future and picking them guys that are going to be in positions. Right. You you want to pick them in the next... We've had last year where we picked a lot of D-men, some forwards. We also got guys like Austin Zornick, Frank Vetrano through free agency. People, fans are forgetting that we brought these guys in on free agency contracts. Right, it's basically there's, a free ride. Yeah, there's more college kids out there that are going to want picking up that didn't get drafted this year that we can go and look at bring them in as well for free you just fill in the fill in the depth up right aka tory krug yeah well yeah exactly yeah. no one knew no one really knew tory krug's name until he came in in the playoffs and just destroyed everything so like you you just you don't some fans don't learn the names until they hit the brewing squad but you got to remember now we've got the gladiators then we've got Providence, and then we've got the Bruins. So it's it's three teams that we really have to fill depth of. It's not just one. So a lot of these guys are probably going to be Providence Bruins players in two to three years. You've got to fill up your development team as well as your NHL team. So and that's that's I think one of my one of my missions and what I do at thehockeywriters.com and uh, for fun is to let people know about the tomorrow's stars today I mean I'm, yeah. I, I love prospects I love my doing homework on on all the players in the Canadian juniors and Europeans and and and, and you know NCAA USHL types but um, you know getting those names out there now prepares people for that for that step tomorrow when do you guys remember when Brad Marchand came into the NHL and everybody was like who the hell is Brad Marchant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Send him back to Providence. But this well, is this is how, you know, people need to know about this stuff. Get it educated so when they step on that ice, you know what's expected. That's the kind of great thing about my job. I work literally right next door to the Providence Bruins organization. And every once in a while, you get to meet the kids as, you know, not just hockey players, but as normal human beings. And when people say, so what's your best Bruins story? Uh, and usually there's some funny ones, but the serious one is uh, how Seth Griffin kept on having to borrow my iPhone charger, and he was always like the nicest, most polite kid, like so Canadian, other Canadians kind of noticed polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, though, that you get to interact with the players like that, Andrew. Uh, it does have, like, every once in a while when I make the big cuts and I'm at, a, at the Boston Bruins game, yeah, I know you're from somewhere. Yes, sir. I served you your salad and gold wing, gold fingers last week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump into uh, round number two. Um, and uh, they at the number forty-nine pick, they picked another defenseman, which seems to be they they're looking to really bolster up the uh, the decor. They picked up uh, Ryan Lindgren. He's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's an 18-year-old left-shooting defenseman, big kid at six feet, 203 pounds. He also played for the U.S. National Under-18 team. Last season, he played 61 games, scored six goals, 19 assists, 25 points. 
uh, and he was ranked number 49 through the Central Scouting ranks. Uh, he is committed to the University of Minnesota uh, next season. Um, not the pick that I wanted, but I, I was really looking at Luke Green. Uh, yeah. He was he was definitely one of my favorites that I picked, but uh, there's some really good upside to Lindgren in his game, and um, a lot of guys that I've spoken to uh, via social media are real excited about this pick. How, how do you guys feel? Let's start with Rob. Uh, this is another pick that I love because this guy is going to be just. I, I think he's going to be a fan favorite defenseman when he, well, if he makes it to the NHL. Uh, when he was being talked to by media, they asked him who he modelled his ga- uh, his game around and who he looks up to in the NHL. And when he said Cromwell, I think a lot of Bruins fans like that. And if you watch his game tape, he's not lying when he says Cromwell. This this kid will s- stop at the blue line as a guy's coming in and absolutely nail him. He'll he'll just get pasted to the boards. He. He's a big kid, big heavy hitter. I think this is the guy who, in the future, is going to be digging pucks out the corners and just annihilating people. So, this is a really good pick for me. Really he'll, good. He'll be digging other people's forwards out of the corners. This, kid, <laughs> oh, yeah. this kid's a monster, and I like him because he's one of those. Yes, I'll block that shot. Yes, I'll take this thing. Yes, I may even get in this fight. He's the kind of. He's got the emotional mentality of Johnny Boychuk and the fearlessness of an uninjured Adam McQuaid. Yeah. Well, from what I from what I've been reading, he's got really good, strong lower body uh, capabilities. Uh, Four direction skater, and he's very difficult to knock off the puck, which is which is good for possession times because um, you know I'm not saying the kid's going to jump into the Bruins anytime soon, but the possession numbers lately have really sucked. I challenge anyone to go on YouTube and watch some of his highlights and you'll see about 20 minutes of him either body checking or hip checking people. Nice. This this kid is just unreal when it comes to like, hitting people on the back end. Uh, I watched about half an hour of game tape on him the other day and I'm excited for him already. He's one of them players that I think him and Trent Frederick and Charlie McAvoy are going to be the guys that I'm constantly checking up on, seeing how the points are coming along, seeing how they're getting better at the game, growing into the body as they're progressing in age. So I think when you've got an 18-year-old who's as big as him and as tough as him, when he becomes 25, you've got to think if he progresses to an NHL level like a lot of defensemen do, he's going to be one scary man to try and go around. You know what's, you know what's even um, strange? I mean, it's not strange, but uh, the University of Minnesota has been watching this kid since he was 14. That tells you something. Yeah. That they're stalkers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. God, I hope that not. That as well. Yeah. <laughs> But so, no, I someone mean, quickly call the police. I mean, you know, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and and from where the uh, uh, the 
in Minnesota, the University of Minnesota is. It's not that far, so I could see these guys keeping a close eye on him as a young kid. Um, not with the, you know, prototypical um, ice cream truck, but uh, <laughs> I I I I kind I like him. I've been doing a lot more research on him. Uh, and you know, I have some watched him, seen some video. He's he's a character player. He can step up. Uh, he's got good legs. Uh, he can skate, um, which are all good attributes. And and I, I I you know just by hearing from Rob and, and and Andrew say, you know, I'm a little more excited to find out more about him. So, I mean, this is these are all gamble selections. I mean, this every year this the festivities of the NHL draft are are just purely on, on a coin flip. So, But there's always good upsides to these kids. Yeah, but the, the one last thing that I, I like about this kid is when you watch his game tapes, every game looks like... If you go back to the Vancouver series and you watch the Bruins' D-men in 2011, that's what he plays like. Shut down. He's constantly on edge... He's constantly looking to lay the body when anyone tries to go past him. He's just, he's just always there in the right place at the right time, and I can't wait to see him at camp. I think he's going to be one of the bright stars of the camp this year. Any thoughts on uh, what's that, Andrew? I agree with that assessment completely. Nice. Yeah. All right, so uh, no no picks in the third and fourth round, which is unfortunate. Um, Thanks, Zach Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, and and Sean Michael Lyles, and was one of the picks not the second round pick for Connolly? I'm sure I'm sure this year's second was one of the second round picks for Connolly. Yeah, well. it was last year and this year. Yeah, and then so we that... lost the second round pick on that, and then the third round was for Lyles, I think. Yeah, and wasn't one of them for Stumpniak? I think uh, Ronaldo's yeah. next year. Sorry, I was. Just... <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think we had two second round picks, didn't we? And one of them went to went for Stumpniak. Yeah, went to Jersey. Yeah. All right, so right, yeah, we, uh, that's uh, that was just that's a tough one for me, and and it, it's even tougher to hear that they're 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 talking about resigning them, and it's like, oh come on, but yeah, well, like I said, band aid. I know, I know. Be, I think just... we're just denying Stepniak to follow the route of his idol Yammer Yager, who will play in every NHL team given enough time. <laughs> oh yeah. Stepniak's been in what nine clubs so far? Yeah, and he's and, uh, and he's. Was, he, was it not ten with Boston? I thought it was at nine before he came to Boston. That's crazy. So if he's on to ten, he's he's only got twenty more seasons to go, and he can. <laughs> well, twenty one. Being the traveling traveling Wilbury of the NHL. Ah, that's a good yeah. band. But and, uh, sign him to a two year deal, and then send him packing when. Uh, Las Vegas won him. Yeah, he's been to every other team, so why not? So Las Vegas, yay! Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the fifth round, and this one is the killer for a lot of people that I've seen on social media. This pick is the reminder of 
a recent signing last year of a player, a center, that spent too much time in the NHL on the Bruins roster. And that, my folks, is Jonas Kempainen. You all guys remember him, right? Well, yeah, uh, the, yes. The stay at home forward. <laughs> yeah, the literally stayed at home. Well, with the number 35 pick, the Bruins select left wing Jonah Kompanen. I think I said that right. He's... I think you'll find it's Yuna. Oh, okay. Kompanen. All right. Yeah. You got to teach me this Euro stuff, big guy. It's a soft J. It's uh, a soft J. I'm from Boston. I don't say my J's anyway. I just say it the way <laughs> I say it. <laughs> you just say <laughs> Una. <laughs> In the car. <laughs> but the, the, he's uh, an 18-year-old from temporary Finland. He shoots left. He's 6'5", 195 pounds. His amateur club is Ives Under-20 League in the SM Liga, Junior A. Uh, he played 40 games last season, 9 goals, 17 assists, 26 points, plus 12. Uh, and for the uh, NHL Central Scouting rank for European skaters, he's number 27. Um, for me, just a, another depth uh, selection. Big body. I think they, the Bruins are, are going to keep doing that. I don't, I don't see a lot of... Um, Upside on his skill, but uh, it remains to be seen when he when he actually comes over and plays uh, two hundred foot uh, ice. You know what I think this was. What's up? This this guy's eligible to come over this season and well, play for Providence. Well, th- th- I want I want to get I want to save. If, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I want to save all of that for the end because I there's a very interesting thing that went on at the uh, draft in Buffalo over the weekend, and, and I know you guys both know it, but I'd like to save all that stuff for the end. Well, I'm just saying he's eligible to come over. He can pro- he can play in either Providence or the Gladiators, but this guy's main skill is he's a good penalty killer. Okay. So maybe they just saw him as that two-way forward who can play a shutdown role, can forecheck... It's, it's another character signing. Right. It's a guy who hopefully develops into a fourth-line left wing. Maybe not. He's got, I know he's got good good feet. He's a good skater. He, uh, a, a couple of people I've seen said he's quite fast for six foot five. So, uh, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think this is one of them character signings. He's more of a two-way guy, but at the same time, he's a guy you can mould. He's he's a raw talent, basically. You can turn this guy into whatever you want. So I think we might see him come over here and they'll ask him to play a certain way of hockey, as they always do in Boston, and he might be the shutdown forward for a certain line. So He was my most questionable one of the bunch as well. I... For my first thought was, so did they get rid of Kempinen and they wanted to give Rask another Finnish guy to hang out with? Or, <laughs> But it's a lot of... I do agree with Rob on most points, but it's still the biggest... I mean, of all your picks, he's the biggest one I'm going to go, okay, not seeing this. I'll have to go watch some tape and see if he develops into something I can believe will be useful going down the line. Yeah. Well, this is... It's just a questionable pick, but at the same time, they've obviously scouted this guy. 
this guy wasn't the like he wasn't in and around that area when when to be picked he it was kind of i think he was we picked him 10 picks before he was scheduled to go or something right so they've obviously scouted him if they've picked him ahead of other guys so i'm gonna trust the scouting team on this one and oh. hopefully is something good i could be wrong but isn't the head european scout pj axelson yeah he is all right and I, I'll, I'll trust him yeah yeah oh yeah i, I always yeah. like pj i always liked his game and uh, you know and so far so good i think this is year two that he's been with the organization as a uh as a European scout, so... Yeah, brought in at the beginning of the last season. Yep, yep. Yep. So, there's not really much to say about this guy other than, like I said, he's a raw talent. Could be something, could be not. So, I don't know. So, with with the number... Right after the Bruins had the next pick at number 136, and they selected another defenseman, uh, Cameron Clark, I... I'm going to hack this. He's, he's from Michigan. I'm just going to say that because I can't say the name. Uh, but he's a 20-year-old right-shooting defenseman. He's 6'1", 170 pounds. His amateur club, uh, the Lone Star Brahmas, Brahmas of the North American... Brahmas, thank you. Of the North American Hockey League. Uh, in 59 games last season, he scored 9 goals, 41 assists, 50 points. Uh, he is not ranked by the NHL Central Scouting. And he's committed to Ferris State University next season. Don't know much on him. I have watched a little bit of video. He does have some uh, some decent um, some decent attributes for a developing player. Um, I, I I not not a player that I'd target, you know, to be ready anytime soon. But uh, just a, another another depth sign. You know, another depth pickup. You know. <laughs> He's a fifth rounder. How many? How many NHL ready fifth rounders are you gonna find in a draft? Well, yeah. I <laughs> I could actually go and pick out a couple, but I, I'm tongue tied right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I mean, Patrick Hornquist was the last pick of the freaking draft when when uh, Sidney Crosby was selected first. You know, you, you do find those gems in the late rounds. Yeah, but this guy has like what five or six years to develop. Yeah. With- He's one of them guys who not really any of us are going to find anything out about. He's he's just unless we to watch him play hockey. Well, yeah, yeah. But I know, I know he's a good. I know from what I've read, he's a good skater and a good passer. But uh, there's a couple of things said that he's not the best on his defensive work. Needs time to pick that up and become better in his own end. But from what it, from what I've read about him, he's a good two-way D-man prospect. But you never know what he's going to turn into. So, Ferris State is a good program too. I, I think that he'll be all right there in, in his first year next season of the NCAA. So, uh, you know, there's there's always that. Yeah, and at 20 years old, he's ahead of everyone else in the draft that we've picked yeah so we might this might be the guy that we see sooner than anyone else so i think it's just with the with the guys 
like the fifth and sixth round this year, these are guys that we're probably not going to see straight away, and people forget about them for a couple of years until they actually see them. So. Nice. Andrew, anything on him? No, I think Rob covered it better than I could. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to round six with a number 165 pick is a versatile forward, Oscar Steen. He's from Karlstad, Sweden. He's an 18-year-old right-shooting forward, 5'9", 187 pounds. Uh, his amateur club is the Farestad Under-20 Super Elite League. Uh, last season, it was 33 games. He scored 8 goals, 24, point, 24 assists, 32 points. Um, and he was number 18 rank in the central, central scouting for European skaters. Um, he is on his way to play in the big league, in the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, and that's that's a very good league for a player to to continue development in. Um, didn't Austin Matthews play in the same league? No, no, no. no I'm so sorry. Finish, finish elite league. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I blew that. No, one. it's alright. Uh, but Sweden's the the Swedish elite league is uh, a really good place for a guy like this to go because. They have 40-year-olds playing in there. They have 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds. It's it's all over the place with your age range and your skill set. So he's going to be playing against guys who could play in the NHL, but also playing against kids. So I think he's going to get a range of different talents that he's playing against, and he'll learn his game a lot better. Plus, when you when you play on uh, international ice. Uh, well, European ice, it's a lot different. So when he comes over, it can work one of two ways. He can be better when he comes over here, or he can he might have to take some time to get used to American ice. I like Steen better than Clark, to be honest. Uh, Steen is one of those kids who's 5'9", 190 pounds, and he plays like a polite Brad Marchand. He has that grit... Well, not grit's a bad choice of words. He has that intensity to his play he's willing to engage six three six four people and he's willing to do whatever it takes he's also pretty nimble and he has a great hockey iq this might be a brad marchand 10 years from now and one of the the uh, things that i read on him is his agility is off the charts nice like he is a really good skater and can move around guys with ease that's what it said. So, I'm I'm quite happy with that that pick in the sixth round to find a guy like that. So, yeah, he's got... that's another. He's another guy that we must have scouted because I don't think he was. I don't think he was even ranked to be drafted, was he? Uh, I I don't see anything about him being any in any rankings at all. He I, even in there the uh, European skaters, I, he he wasn't ranked. Go. So, the guy that they must have scouted. But he's got he's he's a quick skating. He's got good acceleration. He beats his opponents. Possesses uh, a good top speed while maintaining the puck, which is that's huge. Uh, he's got a decent shot. Uh, he's got a great release. Uh, da, 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 da. He plays around the net, and he battles well in front uh, on the board. So. 
you know, it's it's something to, a nice project to to continue to work on. Yeah, he's gonna be a guy. Like I said, we won't see him for a few years, but guys like us will probably be reading up on him every so often and letting people know what he's doing. So I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on him now that he's Bruins property. So yeah. So we have a trade to announce. I feel like a douchebag, Gary Bettman. <laughs> I, feel, I really, I feel like Gary Bettman when I said that. I just feel dirty. But, we uh, have a trade to announce. <laughs> You're gonna like this. <laughs> I but, have, I have been traded to the. I have been traded for Roger Goodell and a bag of pucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the. the <laughs> So for those for the people that said that the Bruins were going to make a trade during the draft, this is your opportunity right here, folks. The Bruins trade the seventh round pick in this past weekend's draft to the Florida Panthers for the seventh round pick in next year's draft. Everybody, thank you very much. And 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 that seventh round pick will be playing right wing for us next season. Think so? You call? Are you are you yeah. calling it? Yeah. I'm writing this down. We're going to sack the entire right wing off, and the seventh round pick is going to play every line, every shift. I just wrote that down. I'm calling you out, Rob. 40 goal scorer. 40 goal scorer right there. If you're wrong, it's a case of beer. I think the reason for this is that maybe the guy that we were going to pick in the seventh round might have been taken, and then because they've had no... Probably because he was... He might have been like an undrafted guy again, like uh, Oscar Steen was. So they probably thought, why pick up someone we haven't scouted? Let's trade the seventh for another seventh. It gives him an extra year to throw that dart at the proverbial board and hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you know next season that you've got two seventh round picks, then that lets you scout deeper into the draft and try and find two guys in the seventh round who are going to pick up. No, and that's NHL a is, so. that's a very valuable point right there, Rob. Is is uh, even though it's late, the late rounds, and uh, you know that the 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 turnaround on talent is uh, it, it's not it's not like first, second, and third rounders, but you know, like I said earlier, you do find those players in those in the late rounds. You do, but if you just pick a guy randomly, you what they'll have had probably about 10 minutes to decide on someone to pick and if they haven't had a scouting if they haven't got a guy there that they've scouted why pick someone randomly right so all right so I think, oh sorry go ahead rob no i was just gonna say i think they they, they did the right thing with this entire draft i think it, it's good depth it's it shows that they've even though they've picked what one two uh 3D men. Yes. But, like, it's 3D, kind of all forwards. over the place. They, they picked a center, a left wing, a right wing, 3D men. I think it was, a, it was a good draft, but at the same time, we didn't pick anyone up that had wow the fans, really. Yeah. And it's not like we had the first, second, or third pick, so. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's only been one day since the draft's been over, and I'm not saying they failed, and I'm not saying this and that. All I'm saying is it just wasn't it wasn't what a lot of people or a lot of fans would have thought that they would have done. But in turn, 
you know, this is a time for people to get used to these players, find out and evaluate them on, on a personal experience. You know, like, like, like Rob says, make use of your time with YouTube. Look at game photos, you know, and don't rely on just stats. Just like when you know, like, say you're watching, say you want to learn more about Charlie McAvoy next season. And you know there's a game that's happening and you just go and search who Boston University are playing that week. Go on YouTube, search highlights for that game and you'll probably find something somewhere. Yep. Or you just, if you're in the Boston area, watch the game on TV. Exactly. There you go. But I, I don't have that ability. Yeah. I, I can't watch Boston Uni games. I can't really watch a lot of the uh, the lower down leagues. So... I'm stuck with watching the NHL and using YouTube to find everyone else. So the uh, uh, I gotta tell you, from being three thousand miles away and your limited amount of um, visual evaluations that you might be able to do, I gotta give you a, I gotta give you props, brother. You are an intelligent Bruins fan that knows his shit. Don't, I, I'm gonna apply for a scouting position. Nice. No. <laughs> I wish I could. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Something surprising that I'd written down: no goalies were drafted this year. Yeah, and, and 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 another thing that I wanted to bring up before you steal my thunder <laughs> is: oh, there you go. There's no Canadians were selected in this draft. Now, I'm pretty sure you and I were thinking the exact same person having a complete Class 5 conniption fit when he saw that the Bruins picked no Canadians. Right. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably, I got, I got the list right here, Andrew, and I'm probably circling the same person. But, <laughs> but here's, here's my thing about this whole situation. Are, are the Bruins preparing themselves to, like I always say, replenish that depth in Providence with players that are available to get to the AHL quicker than drafting players that were born and and bred to be Canadian junior players, are they staying away from that two-year window that you know the the CHL and the NHL agreement? Well, let me say this: first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, all go into university next season. Yeah. That means that they have up to, well, from 18, I think you have four years, is it? 22 when you can leave? Or yes. is it 21? I think it's 18, 19, 20, 21. I think it's 21. So you got three years of these kids being at university, not only learning hockey, but learning how to, like, survive on their own at university. So Yeah, yeah but they, when, have, they have the ability as a freshman to say, I'm going pro. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I think these three guys, they'll leave there to get that three three years of good university hockey. Good, like, they're all good systems, whereas the when you see the guys going back to juniors, a lot of them either live at home with the parents or something like that, and they... They kind of go from juniors and being around the friends and living at home to then becoming pro, having to live on their own. Proverbial shark pit. And speaking as the guy that cooks for quite a few of the province Bruins, you'd be surprised how often those kids would, like, almost be tearful for a home-cooked meal. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. We, 
we saw it with Dougie Hamilton. He was one of those guys that was said he he preferred time on his own and he'd sit at home a lot and he couldn't. There was a there was a video one time for the Bruins where they actually got a chef to go around and teach them how to cook some of the younger guys because they actually didn't know how to make themselves meals. So when you get these guys going to university and they get years of living on their own and learning how to do all this stuff for themselves, I think it's a lot better than the the way of going through juniors. And I think this is what we'll be doing for the next few years of going through the draft will be more university players than it is junior players. Because of that two year that two year agreement. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a good point that at any time any of these players, if they see themselves at the level of being able to play pro hockey, can turn around and say, I'm not play, I'm not doing uni anymore. I wanna go and play pro. Cause, and and if I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, wasn't this the first year that the that the United States had twelve? Is it twelve in the first round? Yeah, twelve. Uh, that that was yep. just a crazy stat. And also a hell of a lot coming from Boston University. Yeah, yeah right. And Boston College, so it's a pretty good time for New England. And a big surprise: the Southwesterner was the first overall draft pick. Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah. And, and then you got two European guys, uh, well, no, a European guy going after that, and then a European guy going fourth as well. But what, what I, I think do, what I there do, was only one Canadian in the top five, am I right? Pierre-Luc Dubois? Yeah, Dubois. But, uh, speaking of Austin Matthews, uh, you know, he was, actually, he was drafted by a CHL team and opted to go to Switzerland. I, is it Switzerland? Uh, didn't he yeah. play? Didn't he go and play for Mark Crawford, the old coach of the Avs? I'm not sure uh, who the coach was. Yeah, I think it was. But to go over there and play a full year, he moved from being a North American skater with the potential of going to a Canadian junior team and, and being locked in there until he's 20, and by and going over to Europe and playing over there for a season. Now he's listed as a, believe it or not, if you look at any of the rankings, the central scouting rankings, he's listed as a European skater. So now he can come over and he can play in the AHL immediately. I, I don't think it'll happen, but I think he's going to go right to Toronto. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much a guarantee right now. Yeah, but I mean, that's the option, though. I mean, he basically said, I mean, if I could, you know, if I was him, I'd say I wouldn't want to be you know, controlled by my junior team until I'm 20, I want the option to go and play w- some kind of pro hockey as soon as possible. Yeah, so you can, well, you can play pro if you're in Canadian juniors, but you have to play for the NHL team. You can't play for the yeah, NHL Yeah, right, right, right. The agreement says yeah. that you from between ages of 18 and, nine, and 20, you have to be returned if you don't make the NHL roster. Which we're seeing with a lot of the guys who we want to be in the AHL next year, like Zachary Sanishin and uh, some of the defensemen prospects as well. Right. Uh, and we're seeing them guys going back to juniors unless they make the NHL team, which, uh, uh, to be honest, I don't see any of our prospects making the NHL team this year. No. So, well, Either any of I. the younger ones. I can see Colin Miller ma- making the team. 
but he's oh. older, so. Yeah, I, I hope he gets a chance. All right, but real quick, we're running out of time here, but the uh, the recent news or rumors, I'm, I'm not a fan of rumors, I'll tell you something right now because it drives me absolutely crazy, but this is something that has to be talked about. Um, w- would you guys welcome back with open arms Milan Lucic? Nope. Andrew? Just no. Uh, I don't think so. I, we, I mean, his contract alone is just devastating, so I don't think the Bruins should do it, not without saying, hey, let's really screw ourselves the next two or three seasons. My my theory on this, and me, my, my, me and my wife were talking about this at like 11.30 last night having beers, but... I would take back the Milan Luchics from his first four years as a Bruin. Oh yeah. In a heartbeat. I would the not thin I, Milan Lucic. I would Lucic. not take his last four as a Bruin. I would pass. And I, I don't I don't think eight years I mean, I hear I hear he's asking eight years. I mean this well, is pretty much something that he wants to lock up a deal that he can end his career. But he's he's to me, he's not really that player that deserves locking up for eight years. I don't believe so he's, either. He's so inconsistent the last four seasons. Right. Right. He has amazing games followed by you lose him on the ice games. It's it's kind of weird that you're seeing smaller players being more dominant and more physically aggressive on the ice than Lucic was in that last year in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The other thing, um, the Chris Kelly rumors about being resigned... My opinion on that, I'm not happy about it. I think it's time. I think signings like this, I don't care about the good, the bad, and what you do on and off the ice. My thing is, older players like this are hindering the progression of AHL players that are ready to make a jump. Seth Griffith is ready to make the jump. Can I just say... Austin Zarnick um, is ready after one year to make the jump. And I'm just... I, I, I don't like it. Honestly, One thing is, oh, you you go, Andrew, don't worry. Thank it's you. Right. Honestly, if the Bruins signed him as basically what they did for Jay Pandolfo, put him in a front office player development role, I'd be thrilled. He's the kind of guy who can actually help young forwards be better. He can actually help young players be more two-way-minded, defensive-oriented kind of players. He's that kind of person. Do I want him getting $3 million as a fourth-line center again? Oh, God, no. No. But there are other places that he could be more useful for the Brewers organization. I agree. You uh, you kind of read my mind there at the fact that uh, I was about to say, I've seen nowhere it mentioned him actually re-signing, but I've seen places say bringing him back, which, to me, bringing him back could mean pl- putting him in a player developmental role could be backroom staff. You know, I, I I jumped the gun on that one. I didn't even read any of that. I just thought bringing him back meant, you know, signing him to another one-year deal. Well, yeah, but I think a lot of fans think the same when they see that and it's a player that they don't want to be re-signed. Right, right. They'll see it as, oh, he's getting... They're going to sign him as a player, but I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know if he will because I know that, that knee injury was a serious one. Yeah. And yeah. that is never going to go away through his entire player career. So maybe it's time he just hangs up the skates and becomes a coach. 
or uh, play a developmental role. I, I don't know, but I'd like to see him in Boston as a backroom guy, not on, not as a player. But at the same time, I still think he's one of the. If he hits the free agency market as a player, I think there'll be a lot of teams wanting to sign him because he is one of the best fourth line penalty killers that will be in that free agency market. All right, now the now an interesting question: the the Bruins failed to do anything at the 2016 NHL trade deadline that was back in February, I believe. They failed to do anything for the 2016 NHL draft, which a lot of people thought that they were going to make a move to shore up the uh, a defense that has basically failed the past two seasons. So now we have to rely on the very thin free agent market. So I've, I've heard a lot of people, uh, Joe Haggerty, uh, Darren Dreger, and a couple other hockey personalities that have spoken very highly about the Bruins' interest in uh, a player like Jason Demers. Uh, any who's who's going to free agency? Yeah, he's. I mean, July, yeah. uh, July one, he's going to be a free agent. He's twenty-seven years old. His cap hit currently right now is three point four million dollars, and he's just getting done with a four-year deal. And um, he's a right-handed transitional demon. Exactly. Which is what we need. Exactly. So I, my question is. Is this now your target? If you cannot get Shattenkirk, you cannot get anybody from Anaheim, which I, I believe it was um, Vatanen? Uh, no, I think the rumors around the trade, uh, around the draft were Cam Fowler. Oh, Fowler, Fowler, that's what I meant. Ha- Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, that kid's going nowhere, so Hampus Lindholm, you can take off. I guarantee it right now, you can take him off any chances of leaving Anaheim anytime soon. He's not going. Okay, so... so Now, for me, Demi- uh, the Dallas Stars are one of what I call my adultery teams. Uh, <laughs> I cheat on the Bruins with the Dallas Stars because I spent eight years... I'll, there's a funny Dallas story I'll tell you about later. Uh, but I like him. He would be the top four we're looking for, and the salary he'd be asking for would be within the realm of reason. I mean, it's a lot of one plus one plus one equals success here. I, I think we should actually make the move, but then again, I'm just the blogger, not the front office guy. Yeah, I, I hear you there. But with, um, with the potential of Louis Erickson and his four-point whatever uh, leaving on July 1, that frees up some space, and I, I believe he could be a very good addition to, to this. And and I, I almost hate to say this, but I don't think resigning John Michael Lyles is a bad idea. Yeah, uh, neither I do think I it's actually. A good idea. I think if they sign him for one more year, you create a little more time for the guys down in the developmental system to get more acclimated to the system, more ready, and then you know if you can't make a deal with anybody in the future, these guys can possibly step in at a lower cap value. My my thing is, the only problem with bringing him back is that you'll have a defensive like structure of Zdeno Chara on the first pairing. With probably, if you do sign Demers, probably Demers as he is the 
most veteran NHL right-handed defenseman you'll have. Then you'll have a guy like Kevin Miller or Colin Miller or Adam McQuaid in the bottom two pairings, all right-handed defensemen. Then you've got Tory Krug on the second pairing, Dennis Seidenberg, Joe Morrow, John Michael Lyles if you bring him back. That's, what, eight, nine defensemen? Yeah, and you're pretty much... If you bring Krug back, you're bringing back five of the six that failed in the past two seasons. Yeah, but at the same time, Krug is one of the things that makes us deadly. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. I bring him back in a heartbeat. Krug so. was the best uh, best surprise we had last year. He promised yeah. he would play top four minutes, and yes, his product, his goal scoring was below what we wanted, but on everything else he at, we asked of him, he delivered. So Four he asked, assists. If he that wants five million, crazy. I'm willing to trust him for five million. I wouldn't give him a five or six year contract. I'd hopefully give him like three or four years, and hopefully it works out. I mean, but I have more hope with a Tory Krug signing than I do with most other players currently on the roster. Agreed. I absolutely agree with that. Well, but it's just it's all guessing games until next. Is it? A week on Monday? Friday is and, the first. Uh, so you just you got to get to the free agency market and then that's when the fans will all kick off an hour into free agency when the Bruins haven't signed anyone and it's only been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> just be patient, people. It's, go- it's going to take more than one day to sign up Stamkos and everyone else, don't worry, they're all coming. We're gonna have it'll Stamkos and Lucic on the first line. Oh, I know. With Taylor Hall because we're gonna trade for him, and then we're gonna have like six franchise defensemen, so it'll be fine. Uh, Welcome to Fantasy Island. Yeah. <laughs> the plane, boss. The plane. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna post a picture every day this year. It's just going to be a picture of a band-aid. I'm going to to put remember. Just remember. (laughs) Bruins crisis, day 35. The band-aid still sticks. Uh, That's... Okay, uh, 60 seconds if you'll indulge me. Go ahead. Uh, Last night we were discussing uh, accents, and a couple years ago at Cuts for a Cause, uh, Johnny Boychuk's uh, accent is very Canadian but it can turn on and turn off, and it kind of goes up and down in levels depending on how you're talking to him. And he started talking, and my job had called me and saying, we need you to come in for work, and I was like, I'm next to Johnny Boychuk. I just kind of come to work right now. And like, no, 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 no. And I says, took a picture of him, me, and uh, uh, Carl Soderberg, and he's like, my accent just got, I just fell into the Canadian accent. And, you know, I've been working here for the last 12 years, and it's been a really great experience, and I'm just very happy to be here. And he goes, wait, are you from Saskatchewan? And I go, nah, I'm from South Texas, actually. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Man, you're all over the place. <laughs> uh, the joy of living 45 years in various third world crap holes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Nothing's more of a crap hole than England. <laughs> Don't even start. Hey, 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 hey. My Irish and Scots ancestors have a very long and glorious tradition of picking the wrong king, and that's why we all left. <laughs> well, exactly. But yeah. Scotland and Ireland are nice. 
when you get when you get south of the border and you get into England from Scotland, so it all goes downhill. Yeah, Literally. I, wa I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to England. I want to play golf, and I want to go drink beer with my buddy Rob. Exactly. It, it has to happen. Yes. All right. Well, we've just we passed the uh, the hour mark on our show. Um, I'd, I'd really, really like to say thank you very much to Andrew. Uh, he writes for the CausewayCrowd.com. Uh, he does a very good article. I encourage you guys to check him out and read his stuff. Very intelligent Bruins fan. Uh, um, Andrew, where can I find you on Twitter or any other social media outlets? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at God Went Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Unitarian minister, as I said, 45 years in the very bizarre crap holes of the world. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at uh, The Sinister Minister story there too uh, and you can reach me pretty much at Dave and Buster saying hey can I get the hockey guy out here I gotta ask him a question awesome awesome you can follow my Rob uh, my Rob yeah you can follow my co-host <laughs> you can follow my co-host Rob Tomlin at uh, Rob 40 Bruins you can follow me Mark the host at THW black and gold uh, Andrew, thank you again so much for being our first guest after 16 episodes. I'm very happy to break your guest, Cherry. Nice! Yeah. We, yes. we look forward to having you on again. Uh, we know your busy schedule. Keep in touch with me on social media if you have any availability and you want to talk, and we'll work something out. Absolutely, Definitely welcome sir. back. Awesome. Yeah, this was a really good, good show. I, I really enjoyed talking prospects with you guys, and I look forward to talking about these people in the future with you both. Um, and for now, the Band-Aid stays on. Yeah. <laughs> Get that picture ready, the, Rob. Oh, yeah, for the next five to ten years, Band-Aid City. All right, We're so... We're not called Boston anymore. It's Band-Aid City. <laughs> All right, we want to thank you very much for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, and we'll be back now. Uh, oh, yeah, Rob, I think we're going to take next week off because it's a holiday here. Yeah. So um, either we get together some other time or before the weekend or whatever. We can get together an hour after free agency. We can do that. And, uh, we can do that, and yeah, we'll, and we'll spread all kinds of Bruins hate everywhere, right? The first Bruins prediction. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you again. Thanks for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material. Yeah.